Howdy, y'all. Good evening and happy Pride Month to you. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Uh, before we get into the show, I saw this thing today, and I wanted uh, I'll show you the video, then I'm going to ask you something. All right, let's see it. Okay. Sky Pool, doesn't it look amazing, uh, is near the U.S. Embassy in Nine Elms, just south of the River Thames. And it's believed to be the world's first transparent pool built between two skyscrapers. So um, I think you'd need to have a head for heights, wouldn't you? You wouldn't want to be. My, oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. My there question, Trey, is uh, would you swim in that thing? <laughs> uh, depends on how drunk I was. You know, I'd have to be pretty drunk. I mean, I'm in London. I'm in a skyscraper hotel or whatever. I'm probably pretty hammered. So, yeah, maybe. But typically, no. No, not for nah, I, I think alcohol would make me less likely to get in that thing. Like, it'd definitely be more likely. It'd be more likely to try to fight whoever tried to push me in. <laughs> that That is the most psychotic thing. Why would you? I don't like I I used to not be that afraid of heights. Like I've been bungee jumping and stuff, but that's not something I could do now. I, uh, I actually looked it up. Like you, it's typical to get a little bit more afraid of heights as you get older because your balance gets worse and your brain knows it, even if your mind doesn't. Um, but like I, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that's a hard no for me. And also like, I like the fact they mentioned it's like right next to the U S embassy. So, you know, what? some like five embassy Marines are going to get drunk and get in that thing and fall to their deaths. So we have to go to war with England over a fucking pool. It's going to be right. great. Uh, hey, Mark, <laughs> I can hear you, but your video is frozen on my screen. Will you leave and come back real quick while I do the rest of this intro here? And I'll sure. let you back in. Okay. Uh, listen, quick announcement for you. You may have already noticed producer Matt is not with us tonight. I mean, he's not dead. He's fine. He'll be back next week. He had a prior commitment. He could not move. And so your boy will be pulling double duty once again, trying to produce and co-host. And if y'all followed us for a while, you know how that typically goes, but we'll see. <laughs> Wish me luck. And either way. This is Weekly Skews tonight. We talk about the big January 6th commission that is not to be, at least for now. The GOP has blocked it. I'm sure they have a completely rational reason for that. We will talk about it. Also, in case you missed it, there was a big uh, Q festival in Texas over the weekend because, of course, there was. And if you know anything about Smart Mark, you know he's got some thoughts on that. All that and more on tonight's Skews. But first, as always, the Daily Dumbass. Trey, hit that graphic. <laughs> Tonight's DD for the first time, I believe, Canada. Well, listen, not all of Canada. Most of y'all are cool, but specifically our dumbass tonight is any Canadian who got the COVID vaccine without first consulting with their local rapper. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, A, that makes sense. B, let's hear it right from uh, upstart Canuck MC, RC the rapper himself in this clip. Shots are brand new, they ain't fully approved. He said, no, you can trust us, it's the latest in science. Never mind the people dying, just give up your compliance. I said, doc, you must have me mistaken with someone pliable. I can't trust you if none of these companies are liable. So I'm gonna stay the course like a one-way road. Take your vaccine and shove it, I'ma just say no. Just say no. Just say no. Yeah, man. I got to assume that RC the rapper stands for really Caucasian because that is aggressively white. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, white Canadian rappers, that's where you go for medical advice. Uh, it's weird, like hip hop becoming so mainstream and everything, it was bound to eventually lead to such unfortunate consequences as things like this, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, they, they're going to, everything gets co-opted. Like, I mean, rap right. was around for like two years before they started putting it in children's cereal commercials. And then, uh, and then we got Vanilla Ice and, 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 uh, and Ninja, Ninja Turtles movies. Uh, side note, you see Vanilla Ice <laughs> tweeted out, Tweeted out the Ninja Turtle with the American flag yesterday for more Memorial Day. <laughs> yes, I did. That Very was great. patriotic. What's yeah. more patriotic than Leonardo with an American flag? I think it was Leonardo. Surely it was. Yeah. He's the he's the leader. Thank you for your service, Leonardo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't like like so this so this this guy is part of a movement and that other guy uh, with him in the video is a bigger rapper named Chris Sky I think is another Canadian rapper they're all part of this anti-vax anti-lockdown movement and uh, so they put out this video like a week and a half ago and they had a big super spreader event slash concert to promote it the, the the release of this video and this album 
And a bunch of people got together. And uh, one of them is a guy running for mayor by the name of uh, uh, Kevin J. Johnston, who who bragged about attending this event in this video right here, which you're going to really going to love. I got it personally delivered. Show, show the signature. There you go. So Chris Skye came to Calgary with his shirt and signed it for Rose. What a great guy. Awesome. <laughs> I think it's bedtime. <laughs> this dude was on stage at that event earlier in the day, raging against all things COVID related, uh, talking about how it's all bullshit. You don't need a vaccine. We are uh, persecuting them for suggesting they should get vaccines. He's been arrested three times for refusing to put on a mask and causing a scene in public. And then he, yeah, he's coughing have, into his elbow. Yeah. And talking about has how COVID, he is yeah. And his, his throat is sore. And he's like, no, it's because I've been talking all day. That's all yeah. it is. I've been talking all day. I'm just tired. That's all. So, Two days after that concert, he had a bail hearing for one of his, uh, like, he's apparently, like, been arrested for, uh, he has, there's a hate crime in there somewhere, which, of course, this guy's racist, too. But he also, he just shows up places without a mask and yells at service workers, because he's that kind of dude. He keeps getting arrested for that. So two days after this video uh, came out, the judge's like, uh, you won't stop trying to spread COVID, so we're keeping you in jail. <laughs> so uh, he's running for mayor from prison, fucking idiot. Uh and uh, another fun thing about this, you know, here's the thing, like, the, I don't know if you noticed RC in the video, he had, he had a t-shirt on and said so-and-so for mayor. It wasn't this guy, it was some other guy for mayor. And I, I just noticed to, that. I'm trying to think of a cornier thing for a rapper to do than rap about the mayor in like an approving. <laughs> <laughs> like, easy, easy, e paid 1200 bucks to go to a dinner at the White House when George, at first George Bush was president. And got roasted to death for it. Ice Cube put it, I'll never have dinner with the president in No Vaseline. Just like one of the greatest uh, uh, diss tracks of all time. Right? Yeah. But it's like, what these guys do, like, it's like, they, I mean, skill, te technique wise, he understands what rap is, but spiritually, I don't think he quite gets it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, there's something else. I'm all, like, I mean, of course, I know these people exist, but I'm always a little bit comforted to see examples like this from other countries. You know what I mean? Because it's easy yeah. to feel like we are the dumbest of the dumb. And I'm not saying we're not. I'm sure we still are. But every now and then, it's almost reassuring to see that there's some we, serious dumbassery going on north of we the border are, and elsewise. We're not the dumbest. I mean, we, we, we're equally dumb. Dumbness is equally spread out through humanity. We are the most confident of the dumbasses. That is the American problem. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we've been number one, number one in the world and everything for so long, Mark. That leads to confidence, you know, yeah. pride. Don't, don't look into it too much, but yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. All right. Our first honorable mention, he's <laughs> back again, the QAnon shaman and or his attorney, uh, whoever you want to put it on, who came up with a pretty novel and innovative defense uh, in an attempt to get him out of prison, right, Mark? Yeah, so his lawyer found a, video, a clip of the, one of the many videos from the insurrection. He's walking through the hallway screaming, this is our house, this is our fucking house. And then he sees somebody trying to steal like a muffin off a tray in some like congressional break room and stops him from stealing the muffin. And he wants this, to, this is like a, a mitigating circumstance that shows he's a good person who didn't have any ill intent that he stops the muffin theft. <laughs> And so to me, the dumbass here is the Q shaman uh, for not taking the fucking muffin. Always, it, it might be the last muffin you'll ever have, stupid. <laughs> You're going to prison. <laughs> Take the muffin. Dude, yeah. this guy's lawyer. We almost talked about it a few weeks, a couple weeks ago, but then didn't. But I'm sure everybody saw it. This Is this the same lawyer that literally called him the R word and talked about him being fucked up mentally? This is the same dude, isn't it? Or has he got a different one now? I think it's a. I think that's a different lawyer. I think the, the guy was that guy's representing a bunch of the the guy who used the R, R called his clients the R word is a, a different guy than this guy. Okay. Representing a bunch well, of them, yeah. They're all wildin', dude. It's like yeah. every all the every um, additional sort of tidbit that comes out surrounding this story is always as absurd or more absurd than the last one, you know, like there's uh -huh. no end to it. It's so funny how everything involved with it is just so 
comically ridiculous. But I mean, I guess like, what else are you going to do? You know, you got to try the muffin defense. What other defense do you have? You know, but it's just yeah. so ridiculous. This guy saved a muffin. Ergo, he is not a traitor and should be released from prison post haste. Um, our next honorable mention, the American health care system. That's a long overdue recognition there. Uh, that one being a dumbass, because it turns out that one of the reasons that a lot of Americans are not getting the COVID vaccine is because they are convinced that they will have to pay for it. And frankly, dude, I feel like it's hard to blame people for this. I know it's <laughs> plastered everywhere. Hey, it's free. Free, 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 free COVID vaccine. That's all over the place. But it's hard for me personally to blame people for not believing they won't get a $800 bill a few weeks down the road because that's how healthcare works in this country. Yeah, I, I had a uh, I had a test uh, last fall that uh, was told was covered. I got there. They gave me some confusing speech about how the doctor's in network, but the hospital isn't. But don't worry, it'll be fine. You just have you just have to, have to forward the letter to whatever when you get it, and you be reimbursed. I got a bill for like eight thousand dollars out of nowhere that I wasn't expecting because insurance was supposed to cover it, and then I just didn't do anything and never heard about it again. So I don't understand. <laughs> like, uh, I'm assuming it worked out, but like this is how the system works. So everybody, anybody's been hit with a surprise bill, medical bill, is obviously not going to believe the COVID vaccine is free because they've all been to the doctor that they were told was covered, and then gotten a random thing that says you owe $600. And it's like, why can anybody tell me, can they tell me who I owe this to or why? You know, no, sorry. you got to, you got to solve the riddle. Uh, If uh, people have been watching for a while, know I had that eyeball surgery last summer, late last summer. I was wearing sunglasses on the show for a little bit and I was on pills and whatnot. It was a good time, but I got my eyeballs cut into. And uh, in the aftermath of that, I had to deal with like three different departments at UCLA at the, at the hospital for the exact same procedure. I kept getting bills and I would call them back. I paid this bill and be like, no, you paid the whatever department. This is completely separate from that. And I had to pay like five different bills in three different departments for the exact same procedure at the exact same facility. And none yeah. of them could really like give me a good explanation as to why it's just like, Oh no, you got to deal with them over there. It was just so needlessly bureaucratic and, Full of that's what, shit, and that's just the way it goes. That's what, like, the main conservative argument against any sort of government-run healthcare system is like, well, you don't want to get government bureaucracy involved in healthcare. It's like, have you fucking tried dealing with Blue right. Cross? <laughs> right. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, I, I don't know. Like, do you, you want the healthcare to be like the DMV? I have never had any problem. I go to the DMV, I might have to wait 15 minutes, but everything, I'm, everything I want to happen happens. It doesn't cost me any money. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, yeah. Me neither. Our final honorable mention, and she's featured in this segment for three weeks running now. That's right. She's got a real streak going. We're hoping she keeps it up. We'll see what happens. It's Marjorie Taylor Greene, who uh, is pretty impassioned in her defense of Confederate monuments and statues of slave owners and whatnot. Mm -hmm. How impassioned is she? Well, let's just uh, let's see right here. You all um, going into a runoff and voting for me. I also want to say something else. I think that this is a time where our nation is being divided and we shouldn't be. We should be brought together because this is the greatest country in the world. And we, like the other man was saying about breadcrumbs, I don't think we should be fighting about breadcrumbs. I think we should be working to come together and work further to keep things good and keep peace. Um, we're seeing situations where Christopher Columbus, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, all kinds of statues are being attacked. And it seems to be just a, an effort to take down history. And whether I see a statue that may be something that I would fully disagree with, like Adolf Hitler, maybe a statue of Satan himself, I would not want to say, take it down. But again, it's so that I could tell my children and teach others about who these people are, what they did and, and what they may be about. You know, what's funny about that, uh, besides a lot of things is that like, I actually, I believe her about Hitler, but not Satan. Yeah. I was you thinking the same I mean? thing. Yeah. If, like yeah. if, if that did happen, a statue of Satan, first of all, the church of Satan put up a statue of Satan in some Southern state a while back. And it was a big constitutional mm -hmm. thing. They put up Baphomet or whatever, the yeah. satanic goat God or whatnot. And like, that did not hit for conservatives. And I'm just utterly convinced that if there was a statue of Hitler in Georgia, 
I do think she'd probably be all right with that and be like, listen, when you teach our kids back, can't take it down. But if you put up a statue of the Dark Lord Satan in mm -hmm. uh, northern Georgia, that's going to be a problem for her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's weird because like their obsession with statues and then they were talking about religion is really funny because there's a whole like commandment about idols, idol worship. But that's the fucking that's a different topic, I guess. But uh, I don't know if you know this, Trey, but uh, one thing that's really that, that's funny about the Church of Satan is they don't believe in Satan. <laughs> They're just atheists yes. who like being annoying. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, the uh, I, yeah, I, like, does she think there are a bunch of statues of Hitler anywhere? Because there aren't for a reason. Like, like Germany, yeah. like our model for how we talk about slavery in the Civil War should be how Germany talks about World War II, because right. they drill it, they drill it into their kids' heads that your grandparents sucked. They fucking sucked. They <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> do not do it again. <laughs> they were bad. Anyway, like, like literally you can't, like, I think the swastika is banned in Germany. Like, I mean, they don't have something similar to our First Amendment or whatever, but like, it's, they're still a free country by any de de definition of the word that means anything. And they, they just can't fly. You can't, you can't fly a uh, swastika. They deflect. They, you know what they do instead? They fly the Confederate flag. That's very popular <laughs> among German defenses. So, yeah, well, it's popular in a lot of outside circles. I guess they're not entirely outside, but you know what I mean? That was one of the wildest things to me. Like when I was younger, realizing that the Confederate flag was huge in other places, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I get it now, <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the time I was like, what the hell? What are you yeah. like? What is that about? As Corey Forrester likes to say, like y'all are appropriating our racism. <laughs> yeah. It's like if, if you think that the Confederate soldiers were heroes, then somebody from Minnesota flying the Confederate flag is stolen valor. Right. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Well, let's get into our primary topic tonight. The big, uh, Sedition Commission that was not to be. January 6th, bipartisan commission was proposed by Congress and summarily shot down by the uh, Republicans in the Senate. Um, this happened because the filibuster exists, and that's why it was allowed to go on. And it's funny because it's like, to me, you know, they they have, a lot of them have this stance of like, listen, it First of all, it was mostly peaceful people at that thing. And secondly, the ones that were, you know, the bad actors, well, a lot of that was Antifa. That was actually Antifa secret agents in, in uh -huh. you know, in disguise. And that's what was going on. And you would think, like, you know what would prove that to be true? An investigation into, into the facts. Like, that would clear y'all's name and once and for all prove that y'all had nothing to do with it. But obviously it's bullshit and we all know it's bullshit. But them refusing to even investigate what happened is just straight up proof that they know that, isn't it? I mean, what other explanation is there for this? Well, at the top of the show, you said uh, they, they objected to the commission and I'm sure they have a rational reason. And in my head, I was like, yeah, they do have a rational reason. They don't want to look bad. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's course. it's perfectly rational. But that's like, not the one they're giving, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. they they are they're they are behaving totally rationally. The ones behaving irrationally at this point are Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, who are not pursuing their own raw power and political interests. Um and so after <laughs> Manchin Cinema, of course, uh well, six Republicans voted for the commission. Uh Two Democrats didn't. They sat out the fucking vote. They didn't show up for it. So he still only got 54 votes. One of them was Kristen Sinema. I don't know. That, yeah. She's she's nuts. So I don't know what she was doing. Maybe they knew it wasn't going to pass. So I don't know. Maybe she had like a a, a goat yoga class or something. Um, but uh, uh, so Manchin holds out hope. He still says they're going to get 10 Republican votes somehow. He still thinks they're going to do it. He's a fucking idiot. He put out this video after uh, uh, after uh, the vote got shot down, and it just, it's infuriating. <laughs> Before January the 6th, 2021, an attack on Congress and democracy at our Capitol at the hands of our own citizens was unimaginable. In the 240 plus years of our great nation's history, we have never seen an attack of this nature. Not even during our nation's horrific civil war did this happen. This was our chance to have a bipartisan commission that would allow for an impartial investigation into the events of that horrific day so that we are better able to prevent another attack on our nation. Let me be clear. Democratic leadership in both the House and the Senate accepted the proposed changes from Republicans because a commission of this nature must be bipartisan to be successful. 
This commission passed the House with a bipartisan vote. The failed vote in the Senate had six brave Republicans, but that was four short of the 10 necessary to advance the legislation. Choosing to put politics and political election above the health of our democracy is unconscionable. And the betrayal of the oath that we each take is something they will have to live with. To the brave Capitol Police officers, yeah, All right. pretty impassioned, so, pretty impassioned statement, Mark, that he made. Like, listen, this is unforgivable to not pass this thing. Something yeah. needs to be done, right? Yeah, and there's only, there's only one thing that can be done. There's one exactly. thing that can be done, and that is Joe Manchin voting to overturn the filibuster. That is, that he has complete power over this. He can stop this at any point. And, and that so, has been brought up to him, uh-huh. and this is what he had to say about it break the filibuster in order to get this passed. The claim is I'm not ready to destroy our government. I'm not ready to destroy our government. No, I think that they will come together. How f- you have to have faith. There's 10 good people. How frustrating is it? You have He's to not have willing faith to destroy our government. You have to have faith in good people. He's upset about destroying the government by getting rid of the filibuster. You know what could also destroy the government? A goddamn armed coup at the, at the Capitol building, <laughs> literally overthrowing it. That seems like a threat to our government. But, yeah, refuses mm-hmm. to uh, to get rid of the filibuster. What is this dude's deal, Mark? I So there's this whole school of thought. Okay, so... American exceptionalism is a hell of a drug, right? Yeah. You, you stop any random person on the street, they'll tell you that, like, the, I, uh, we were talking yesterday, or uh, yesterday we were talking about how, like, somebody was like, thank the troops who died for your right to have a cookout today. It's like, do you think people don't have cookouts in other countries? Like, what do you right. what do you think is going on in other countries? Do you think, like, you can't grill out in France or England or China or even, or Korea? I mean, North Korea, they don't have food. That fucking sucks. But, but like, they're growing out in South Korea. <laughs> But like it's like what I'm saying, like like there's not like it's not like it's not like if you're hanging out like you you put a burger on a grill in Italy like the police drone your your backyard it doesn't like do like that <laughs> I don't know what people think is like so like but there's a whole school of thought like right now Republicans are basically setting up to legally overturn elections like they can within the the, the letter of the law. Over like Texas just passed a bill that is going to allow a judge to set aside election results if he thinks there was fraud, even if you can't prove that the the amount of fraud had any effect on the results. He can just say a Republican won, and that's the election, right? Um, the bills like that are passing all over the country. They're doing it in open, like like out in the open. They're fucking doing it, right? And but the people are like, well, America can't become fascist because America rocks. That's essentially <laughs> the entire argument. It's like you're watching it happen, but it's like that Westworld thing where they're like, I, "This looks like nothing to me." And it's like this looks like, it's like, what do you what do you think January six was, man? Like, I, I, like it's like we're in deep shit, and all the people with the power to stop it just are in complete denial about their responsibility in, in this moment. Yeah, and this sort of dedication to like bipartisanship, which Manchin, Manchin and Cinema are both really heavy on the bipartisanship <laughs> angle, and like the thing is, I use. As a liberal from the South, I, for a very long time, also was a big proponent of bipartisanship because in my head, I was like, if you don't do that, then nothing ever happens. Right. But obviously what the past whatever 10 plus years have shown to me, because I think for me, this started during Obama's term. I started to realize like, oh, there there is no working with them, like nothing's going to happen either way because. They're not going to do anything we want them to do. And if that, yeah, in a perfect world, bipartisanship would be great. But that doesn't exist. And it's because of them. And we're the party that's always reaching across the aisle and attempting it. And they just spit in our fucking hand every time and tell us to go fuck ourselves. And at what point do you realize, like, that's not an actual thing. At this point in time in this country, that's not real anymore and so you got to just put that aside and fucking move forward or attempt to and i just i don't i don't understand it he here's the okay so this will make sense in the second side sidetrack but i remember back during the kavanaugh hearings um one thing that drove me crazy was like there were whole this big example they held up as an example of brett kavanaugh's shitty character was this time in college he got in a bar fight now the stories are that he started the fight and that fucking sucks right but like the idea that like there should never an incidence where you should ever be in a fight because the co- that's really a thing people believe in this the cosmopolitan sort of like um, way of thinking that dominates the Democratic Party, the, the coastal cosmopolitanism or whatever. It's like they don't seem to understand that it, it, a fight doesn't happen when two people decide to fight. A fight per, a, a fight happens when one person decides to fight, and the other person doesn't want to die, right? Yeah. 
that's that's all it takes. So like they're like, well, if we don't fight back, there's no fight. It's like, no, you're just fucking getting your ass kicked. They, but I understand why somebody like Nancy Pelosi would think that or Chuck Schumer. But Joe Manchin's from fucking West Virginia. He's broken a bar stool over a person's back like a Duke's, like, like like the boar's nest in Dukes of Hazard. He fucking understands this. So it's like you're just getting your, you're just getting kicked in your dick over and over again, and you're not doing anything about it. So it's going to keep happening. And asking them to please stop isn't going to do anything because they're winning right now. But what what like what's the political rationale for this for Manchin and Cinema? Is it because they're in like red states and they think this is what they need to do? And if so, do you think that that actually works anymore, even in West Virginia and Arizona? Like what what is going on in their head that makes them land on this stance? I look so Joe Manchin is good at politics in the sense he's good at getting elected. He's a Democrat who's been reelected a bunch of times in West Virginia. So like he knows what he's doing to a certain degree. I suspect what he thinks he needs is to be seen trying really hard before getting to a last resort. Right. Okay. So he can say he tried everything before he pushed the nuclear button. Right. Cinema is a fucking lunatic. I don't I have no idea what she's doing because um, Arizona is basically a, 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 a it's purplish bordering on blue state at this point. Uh, everything she's stopping is more popular than she is in Arizona. $15 minimum wage polls better. So does the new voting rights act, all that stuff. She's not like she's trying, if she's doing anything, she's trying to fucking lose. So I don't really understand what she's doing. And the, the weird thing about that, that lady is like, she got into politics is like a green party type. She was to the left of the party. Now she's to the extreme right of the party. She just kept her hair purple. Like nothing changed, everything changed, but her haircut. And uh, I, I just, I, I, I don't understand what she's doing at all. Like she appears to be in the Senate because she thinks it's a sweet gig. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Um, and if, if you're wondering what uh, President Joe Biden thinks about this, this is as close as you're going to get to a condemnation, I think. Here's what he had to say. You know, it should be a month of action on Capitol Hill. I hear all the folks on TV saying, why doesn't Biden get this done? Well, because Biden only has a majority of effectively four votes in the House and a tie in the Senate with two members of the Senate who vote more with my Republican friends. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically Joe doing no Vaseline. That's the close he's going to get in public to doing that. Right. Um, and it's like I'm assuming. There's this thing, the summer slump that a lot of presidents have in their first term or whatever. They come in and they can't, they find, they've got all, they're coming fresh off the campaign. They got all these, you know, pie in the sky campaign promises like they always do. And in the first summer is when it sort of becomes clear. It's like, oh, no, that's just going to happen. And that's what Biden is staring down the barrel of right now. But like, mm -hmm. I mean, what do you do though? in this scenario like because they're not there is no working with them like we've said so what do you do how far can executive orders go or like workarounds or whatever like what even are the options when you're dealing with this kind of you know obstructionism i i mean like look there's lots of things you can do to pressure people in private and public um with cinema like i'd be like look it I'm going to, the party's going to primary you. The whole entire force of the party is going to be behind somewhere else if you don't fucking get in line. Like you, have, you have the power to do that. Like, you get no funding, no dollars. You can you can run as a third-party candidate if you want, but you're going to look like an asshole, and you're going to be humiliated. And your your legacy will be picking up a Republican seat in Arizona, which you're trying to do anyway. So um, you, you'll be locked out of the party infrastructure. You won't even be able to get a job as a fucking lobbyist. We're going to, like, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, your name will be mud in this town, right? Um, Manchin, I, you just, he, he's more of a carrot kind of guy. I think you probably got to maybe offer him a cabinet post or some shit, but, um, but there's stuff they can do. But like the, the main thing to think about here is like the Democrats do not necessarily have a majority for a full two more years. There are eight right. democratic Absolutely. senators in, uh, and I think it's eight that are uh, in states with Republican governors. If one of them gets hit by a bus tomorrow, their seat will be filled by a Republican. I think a couple of those states have laws saying that. They have to be the, the appointment has to be made from someone from the, the the party from the center who died. But if you don't think Republicans will have somebody switch their party identification to appoint them before they switch back, then you're crazy because that's something they would absolutely do, even though Democrats would never ever do it, which is another frustrating thing about the party. Um, yeah, and all, I mean it's also not just somebody getting hit by a bus, but I mean like the clock is ticking. You know what I mean? Like the midterms are just around the corner, and it's one of these things where like 
the other side is going to be heavily motivated, right? And if you just haven't done shit, you haven't energized anybody <laughs> with anything in this two years you have available to you, then you're just setting yourself up to lose this apparently irrelevant majority that you have right now. You know, like it already seems to not really matter in terms of act- shit actually happening. But also, you could very easily lose it in 18 months or whatever. So, you know, tick tock, tick tock, man. Something's got to be done. They'll be lucky if they make it to 18 months. The the, the average age of a U.S. senator is roughly a redwood tree. Um, So, (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah. um, And, but like, also, the the holding this coalition together relies upon Biden's survival. He's 80 some years old. And, like, if, if you don't think the reactionary movement would, like, grow up like 25% with President Kamala Harris. You're like, we're, I mean, we all lived through Obama right. and saw how crazy the country got. Like, like it's just, there, there are things, dark forces in this country outside of rational control. And like a, 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 a President Black Lady would fucking get them uh, riled up. Frothing at the mouth. Although, yeah. having said that, I just wondered your opinion. Do you think there's an, and I, look, I don't want to fucking conjure anything into being here and not, not trying to be superstitious or whatever, but like, do you think that they can, how much more frothier do you think they can go? Like president black man got them real spun up. That's how we got Donald Trump, right? President black lady. Is there another level they can unlock? Like, can they go even further on the spectrum of lunacy and rabidness? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Always, right? There's always, yeah, I mean, like always a bigger uh, dipshit. <laughs> there, there were a ton of people at, at the, the 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 Capitol riot who didn't even care enough about politics to vote in November third, but were riled up enough by January sixth because they got radicalized by the internet that they stormed the Capitol building and got to prison for it. So, like, they there's always half of half of eligible Americans don't vote. So like there's always people to be unlocked. We're going to get madder and madder and go. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, shit, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll figure it out, Mark. Maybe they'll start doing stuff and it'll be great and everything will be wonderful. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on to our next subject, and I definitely want you to take us through this one, Mark, there was apparently a big Q festival in your old stomping grounds of Dallas, Texas this weekend. How did that go? Yeah, a bunch of lunatics took over the Omni Hotel um, and uh, had a big had, had a grand old time. You probably you probably by now saw the uh, uh, video clip of uh, General Mike Flynn, you know Trump's former uh, uh, national security advisor, who was pleaded guilty but then was innocent somehow of a uh, lie to the FBI and selling stuff and, and s- trying to arrange the kidnapping of a Muslim cleric from Pennsylvania to be rendered and tortured to death in Turkey. He didn't g- actually get legally convicted of that, do. but he did, he did that. He also was, a, uh, uh, you know, based on Russia's payroll and Turkey's payroll and Iran's payroll, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, he's free man now. Um, he is speaking at this QAnon conference. He's been very public about his support for QAnon. He took the, pl- uh, uh, the, uh, the oath, the QAnon oath to the movement. They have their own pledge of allegiance. And uh, a couple months ago, and uh, he did he gave this speech. This happened where he basically you'll you'll see it. Let's let's press it. Here we go. And this is this is he's being asked a question, right? The person you hear in the first of this is someone asking him a question. Yeah, it's Q and A. Yeah. I'm a simple Marine. I want to know why what happened in Minamar can't happen here. No reason. I mean, it, it should happen. No reason. That's right. All right. So if you don't know, that was a literal coup that happened. Yeah. Um, it's, that's what it's, it's, referencing. Mike, Mike Flynn understood what he meant, but he said Minamar, what he meant, he matched, he matched up Myanmar, the country, and Malamar, the cookie, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm glad you said it because I knew that wasn't right. But as we yeah. all know, in this show, I don't do words good and I mispronounce things a lot. So I was like, nah, I don't know if I need to wade into those waters. But yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did so, exactly nail it. <laughs> Myanmar, uh, you know, they had, a, they had a military coup. They've been shooting protesters in the streets and executing college professors and journalists and shit like that. This is also coming on the tail end of a genocide of the Rohingya people. Uh, it's not fun to be in, gen- in Myanmar right now, except this guy thinks it would be super cool to be living there. Um, 
Anyway, so he basically he says he wasn't calling for a military coup, and he put out a statement saying, "I oppose a military coup." Which, it, okay, I don't know what you're advocating then. Uh, but anyway, so that 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 video was from this conference, and um, if you haven't looked into it, this Congress this conference was fucking wild. Um, yeah, it involved uh, Roger Stone, social media advisor, calling for Hillary Clinton's execution. Uh, they auctioned off a thousand dollar blanket with a giant Q on it, and eight thousand dollar baseball bats signed by Mike Flynn. Uh, Louis Gohmert appeared. We'll talk about that in a second. There was a militia there called the um, the Praetorians, which is a really cool Roman sounding name. Except what they do is they walk around. They walk around this hotel ballroom with uh, open carrying AR-15s and their security dogs. I have no idea why they made this choice, but they were pugs. They had little pugs. Not, okay, not see, again, they're like what? Like I, like I said, everything that ever comes out about these people is more comically ludicrous than the thing before, right? And this is a great example. Multiple members of this elite militia security force they had there had pugs as security dogs. How is that not some kind of trolling or just fucking with the? Literally, what is the explanation for that? Having armed pugs i mean the pugs weren't armed any more than any pugs are ever armed but like this shit is just it's so insane it's so insane these people it literally defies explanation multiple multiple members of this group just happened to have pugs and they were like yeah fucking maybe roots a badass i'll bring him with me you know (laughs) yeah i'll bring reagan it'll be a good time all this stuff is funny. That's why we're talking about it. But also, like, fascists are always fucking stupid. What appeals to them about fascism <laughs> yeah. is that it's simple and offers you to you you have the freedom to believe whatever you want. You can think the 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 COVID is a hoax and also a Chinese bioweapon at the exact same fucking time, and no one's gonna call you stupid as long as you uh, have allegiance to the movement. Um, but so like. One of my favorite things that happened, you can go find this video, but uh, 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 Alan West, who's a uh, former Army lieutenant colonel, uh, sort of convicted war criminal who got to stay in the Army after pleading no contest to torturing someone. And he ran for, he was a congressman in Florida for a little bit, and then he moved to Texas. He runs the Texas GOP. He led, he, he and Sidney Kraken led, uh, Sidney Powell, the Kraken lawyer, led Sydney the crowd. Kraken. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and then that, well, Nash Lantham, but they didn't know it was going to be the Nash Lantham because he said, okay, everybody clap with me, clap, clap. And they started trying to go to the National Anthem, but the National Anthem doesn't have a beat to it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make any goddamn sense. And everybody was off. It didn't make it. But my favorite report from this weekend was this tweet from Daily Beast reporter Will Sommer, who attended. Or, I know he got kicked out, but he watched it online. The cameraman at the QAnon convention just inexplicably spent 30 seconds zoomed in on a speaker's bare feet. Uh, Again, just the level of competency, Mark. Yeah. It's unreal. It's so consistent how competent they are at every level. I, I do want to point out that the Nazis were also fucking stupid. Like, they made up their own dumb hand gestures. They got really mad about jazz music. And they were incompetent in governing. They, 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 the old fascist thing where we make the trains run on time isn't even true. They were fucking, it, it was a horrible, incompetent, horribly incompetent government. There were people, everyone suffered under, not just their enemies. And, uh, yeah, so this isn't like they, they, they lost the war because nobody was everybody was afraid to wake up Hitler and tell him to move the tanks. So anyway, it's all fucking stupid. We, we're going to don't think they're not a threat because they're funny. They're stupid. They're, they're funny looking. I mean, Charlie Chaplin made a Hitler movie uh, that roasted him before uh, he was. Hitler was a clown long before he called. He started the World War. Um, so this I said the, this event was at the Omni Hotel, uh, which is owned by the city. 20,000 people, taxpayers, signed a petition asking them to cancel it. But the organizers said, no, 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 we're not actually a QAnon event. Don't worry about it. And the hotel accepted <laughs> this accepted this uh, explanation, even though it was ho- the guy running it was literally known as QAnon John. QAnon so, John. QAnon yeah. John walks in there and is like, listen, it's not a QAnon event. The entire list of speakers is just, you know, QAnon who's who and QAnon John is running it. It's like, it's not a QAnon thing. And they're like, well, listen guys, it's not a QAnon thing. It'll be fine. Yeah. What's that thousand dollar blanket you're auctioning off with a giant letter Q on it? Oh, that stands for a questioning like LBGTQ. Uh, So the, uh, and so I'm going to show you this video. Um, Let's show this video of the Roger Stone sidekick uh, who, if you can see it, he, you got to watch his hand gestures here because uh, I'm going to, I'm going to attempt this one. I think we might have the wrong clip uploaded. Let's see. Here it is. I'm a simple Marine. 
Yes, yeah. that's what I thought. Right. Yeah, sorry. So anyway. it's just this guy says he he's he's talking about Hillary. Call he calls her she whose name may not be mentioned, like she's Voldemort or something. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, he mimes wrapping a rope around his own neck and stringing himself up. And the only reason I want to show the clip because uh, otherwise gross is the crowd goes fucking nuts for this. Loses like, their minds. And that's when I re- like, oh, this is like recreational for them. They're not a political movement. They're like, they're following around the fucking, the, like the Grateful Dead. That's what this is. To them. Like they just love fantasizing about people being murdered. Um, Dude, as you know, as a former comedian, knowing how comedy works and everything, can you imagine how easy it is to kill at these shows? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if you're on this circuit, just, you literally just got to go down the checklist, man. And just, and yeah. just hit them all and you'll get fucking standing O's every time, dude. They'll cheer you out of the building. It's just, it's just the greatest hits. It's like if you went to a concert where all three bands played skin, it played Freebird. You know, it's like, right. it's the same thing over and over right. again. Uh, they got yeah. nothing else. So uh, one uh, of the things that's dangerous about this is the sort of mainstreaming nature of QAnon, you know, and first of all, thousands of people at a conference in Texas, or whatever. But as you all already mentioned, an actual Congress person was there. Louis Gohmert was there, although um, and he wasn't just there. He uh, kept some good company. Let's put this up here. Um that is, if you can see that, that's Louis. If you're watching, it's a picture of Louis Gomert with a guy named Zach Payne, also known as Red Pill 78, who is a prominent uh, QAnon blogger, vlogger, whatever, online presence. So there's mm-hmm. video and photo evidence of Gomert being there, but his staff put out a statement claiming that he wasn't there because it depended on the definition of the word yesterday or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So the, re- the reporter sent him an email on Sunday saying was, why was Gomert at the QAnon rally yesterday? And so they responded to the email on Monday, which of course yesterday was Sunday at that point saying, uh, <laughs> representative Gomert was not at the QAnon rally yesterday. And it's yes, like, wait, yeah. so, <laughs> so like you said like, this at 12.01 a.m. or whatever, you know, on yeah. Monday. So technically he was there Saturday. So he wasn't there yesterday. Or they're whatever. just like they, they just love lying. It's like not even for any point. It's like they, they, this thing was on YouTube, but fucking live streamed it. The, the funny thing about that is like he denied being there, even though it was live streamed on YouTube and, he, and, and pictures of him exi- being there existed. And then the whole reason he was there was to talk about the January 6th commission and say it was bullshit. And how it wasn't that bad, and that uh, there weren't that many people actually there. Then he takes a picture with that guy who he took the guy who took the picture with has openly bragged about being there on January sixth. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. not Antifa, so it's well, just buddy, like, what's the point of even being there if you're not going to openly brag about having done it? You know, they all did that. You can't you can't try to overthrow the government and not post on your Facebook page about having done it. You know, you got to get that uh, that treason <laughs> clout, baby. They all did it for the gram. You know, we all, we all did. know that. They all so did it for the gram. Uh, um, it's a wild time to be alive, man. <laughs> it is. So on that note, we were talking about the mainstreaming of QAnon. A poll just came out recently. It's got a lot of people freaked out. Let's see if I can put this graphic up there. Uh, it's uh, QAnon conspiracy theories. And if you're to parse all this, basically, um, Percentage of all Americans, according to this poll, who believe the government, media, and financial worlds in the U.S. are controlled by a group of Satan-worshipping pedophiles who run a global child sex trafficking operation is 15%. Uh, 20% of all Americans believe a storm is coming soon that will sweep away the elites in power and restore their rightful leaders. Hell yeah. And uh, (laughs) and 15% of all Americans believe that true American patriots may have to resort to violence in order to save this country. So polls are some shit. Anybody's taken a single college statistics class knows that polls are wild. Like, you know, polls can say a lot of different things. They can say almost whatever you want them to say. Do you believe this one is flawed, Mark? 15%. That's a real high number. How do you feel about this poll? Well, the thing is, like the the way it's worded so broadly, and like for for I think I think this pulls bullshit. But like the, the right. way it's worded, like if you take the word Satan out of the first one, I would consider responding yes. <laughs> like right. I, I, I like uh, I I don't think they're like I mean, look, we we've all seen the pictures of literally everybody who has more than a thousand dollars in their bank account with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, so. <laughs> there's like a picture of fucking like of, of like goofy from Disney world with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> this is a true thing. And I, uh, <laughs> I, so I just think it was like, 
the thing about true Americans might have to resort to violence to to save the nature of the country. Like anybody that saw could go people, either way, right? Yeah. Anybody, yeah. anybody saw, it, saw on people either side, someone might think that is true. Yeah, it, like yeah. The, like the, it, it, we all saw people staying in the streets taking beatings last summer for the for 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 their right. belief in freedom. So like yeah. I don't I I don't uh, I just think it was I mean it, so people have like. This, here's a weird phenomenon: people that are actual experts in it tend to be unprofessional, like not not pro- professional journalists in the traditional sense. Like that, like the guys who do the the, the QAnon anonymous podcast know their shit, and they just they just do this podcast. This dudes who do a podcast, right? Um, this is something that like the national media p- parachuted into without understanding it, and are trying to play catch up three years too late. So right. they don't want really to ask these questions, and they don't understand the movement. They don't know how to, they don't know who to go look at to see what's happening with it. The people who are actual experts on this movement say it's like it's stalled, and it's like the enthusiasm is dying off a little bit. Because obviously, because they they tried they tried all their stuff they had, right. and none anymore. of it happened or worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I so think even, uh, if even if their like belief in it hasn't died down, the sort of like enthusiasm for it for a lot of them you would think yeah. has to have at a certain point. They're just defeated, a lot of them, we hope. To, to the, 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 yeah, the, the real problem with it is it, it's, it's fall, declining in popularity with to the general population, but it's absolutely taken over the Republican Party. And right. who, is, who is setting itself up to be the controlling party in America with only that 25, 30% support. So yeah. that is the danger of it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, and again, I'm reminding everybody, producer Matt is not here. It's going to be me trying to go through the questions and comments. I will do my very best, I promise you. But uh, go ahead and start hitting us with those. While I'm looking through them, Mark, you had something else you wanted to talk about, correct? Uh, Yeah. So this COVID lab leak theory uh, argument discourse or whatever you want to call it is driving me fucking insane. Because people are pretending it's something different than what it was. Like, like a year ago, when Co- Trump was saying it was leaked from. Okay, let's start from the beginning a little bit. Um, if COVID had outbreak had started in the United States, where we have uh, something approaching a democracy and freedom of information laws and and, and uh, some of the best science in the world. Um, we would still have trouble finding out how it started. Disease outbreaks are fucking mysterious. Um, the fact that it happened in China, good luck. We're never going to know. You can argue about this shit till the, till the sun comes home. The, the point of the COVID lab leak versus like, uh, zoonotic origins or whatever is like they need better lab security protocols at that lab, which the State Department and, uh, um, and National Institutes of Health and CDC were screaming about that, about that two years ago. They were trying to get more funding for it. It was that funding that Trump was saying was proof that Fauci and Obama had funded the creation of uh, of COVID, which if it escaped from there, I guess is sort of true, but not on purpose. That's the fucking point. It, wasn't, it wouldn't have been on purpose. They were trying to figure out how zoonotic transmission works so they could stop it. That's the purpose of the lab. And all that's changed. The only new evidence is that three people from that lab got sick very early in the pandemic. And that's the new data point that's had everybody going, see, see, you guys were wrong to, to say it was racist or whatever to say that uh, uh, it was built in the lab. But Trump wasn't saying it was built in the lab because he knew anything. He was saying it was built in a lab so he could use, make China a villain for it, like they created a bioweapon, which they didn't. No one, no sane person thinks that biological weapons, unless you're just trying to tear down society, which the Chinese government is not, they, they were trying to help maintain their grip on power. Only a terrorist group would do a biological weapons attack. You do not want to just create random dissent. So, like, it doesn't, it, none of it ever makes any sense. So, like, everyone pretending like Trump was actually had knew something and was proposing an actual thing is fucking stupid. That's not why people were saying to shut the fuck up about the lab leak hypothesis. The point was, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're trying to say if it was, if it, if it escaped from a lab, the logical conclusion is therefore we shouldn't have shut had lockdowns and open. We should have opened Bennigan's back up and stopped wearing masks. Like that, those two right. things have to do with each other. Yeah. What is the point? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's see here. Linda Alwell Medina says, uh, yeah, there we go. DeSantis just signed a trans bill on the first day of pride month. Yeah. Normally super together and, and all around good guy, Ron DeSantis in Florida, uh, <laughs> had an odd shift in character when he did this Sunday. Uh, it was about trans athletes, right? On the, uh, on when pride month started. And obviously I'm being sarcastic. Uh, it's just one of those like, hot button social check boxes they can hit to 
do the thing they're supposed to do, right? Yeah, it's it's become their thing, and like doing it, doing the first day of Pride is actually like sort of exposes the point. Like they're nothing but a troll movement now. They don't have any actual belief systems. They just want to own the libs, right? Um, but in this case, own teenage, uh, own children. You're just like going to be mean to kids for no real end. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's gross, man. Um, uh, yeah. And again, it's the pro the, the, these are the ones that think about the children, right? This is the think about, will somebody please think about the children crowd and then just dehumanize gay or trans kids all day, mm. every day, um, without giving a fuck at all. Kim Shay 22 says, I love when Mark breaks shit down. We all do, baby. That's what he does. Smart Mark. That's why he's here. Um, I have no other purpose. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry that I can't find you again. Y'all know that normally Matt looks through the comments and they fly by. So I lost this one. Someone asked us if we could say something about Tulsa. Yes, of course. Yeah. The, uh, the Tulsa massacre uh, anniversary just happened and uh, horrific thing. And what's wild to me is like, I mean, it's not wild. I guess it's like it makes sense. But I feel like the reason more people know about it now is because of like pop cult, like TV shows, right? The Watchmen. Like yeah. The Watchmen. And there was another one too. Oh, what, shit. What was the other one? There was another high profile <laughs> TV or movie project that depicted the Tulsa massacre or touched on it. And I think if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for, you know, prestige fiction that a lot of people watch, it would still be a horrifically under, uh, understood thing uh, or a you know underreported yeah. thing in our nation's history one of the things that just got swept under the rug so you know good on hbo the stuff uh the stuff they don't teach us almost like it's on purpose right um right. yeah i mean like uh, i i didn't i've been aware that it had happened for a while i didn't quite understand until like this week exactly how organized it was and what jumped it off like it was like so like a uh so this neighborhood in Tulsa, Tulsa was experiencing an oil, oil boom. It was the oil capital of the world at the time. And a lot of that money trickled down to um, the black community because they would they would go to the they would be paid well for work and then go back to their own communities and build up businesses and stuff. Right. So they had black restaurants, black banks. Yada, yada. So um, shoeshine kid, um, he stumbled into a white lady elevator operator and got arrested for it. And a mob was going to lynch him. So um some uh, uh, black people from Greenwood, that neighborhood, guarded the jailhouse with guns. And then a shootout started, and that's what jumped off this massacre, which was organized, and 300, at least 300 people died in the bottom end. They dropped grenades from airplanes, Trey. It was a fucking, it was a full-on military assault. Right, and it was also known as Black Wall Street at the time. Like, it was like, yeah. you know, a thriving uh, black community there where they had, shit was going great until... This fucking and, happened, uh, and, and we say people couldn't have that. They couldn't have a black community fucking thriving like that. And um, it, it it wasn't just a massacre; it was like a Viking raid. They took all their shit and took it back to the white side of town. So they just yeah. robbed everybody. Um, so yeah, it's like, it, and it that was also like a culmination of like something called Red Summer. There were a ton of lynchings. That was a that was a part of the time. Uh, yeah, that was basically Jim, uh, the height of Jim Crow after Reconstruction had been totally defeated. Um, so I don't think uh, we're ever going to reckon with it fully. We're just going to no. We're about we're about to do Jim Crow again. So we're just going to go around dude. in circles. God damn! Um, <laughs> through my eyes, ask. I like this question, although I don't have a good answer for it. I'm hoping Mark does. What can I just like? I like the spirit of this question. What can we do to keep splitting the Republican Party? I like that because it's like I feel like the question is normally like, what can we do to reach these people? Like, that's what I normally hear. Like, what can we do to actually reach these people? You know, but I like somebody's feeling, no, fuck that. What can we do to drive them further apart? That's what's up. <laughs> Look, one of the reasons a uh, new voting rights act would help a lot is that right now Republicans are so gerrymandered and entrenched that the will of the voters doesn't matter to them at all. Right. So right. if you, if they actually had to please voters, then they would have to be more sane or they would fucking lose. So that's one way is you, you split the parties. You'd have the Trump sect who's in very safe district. And you have the guys like Adam Kinzinger or whatever who have to run in centrist. In Real quick, Christine Hudson said it was Lovecraft Country. So two HBO shows. Lovecraft Country covered the Tulsa Massacre too. Yeah. So th that, yeah. is, that is what I was thinking of. Thank you for that, Christine. I'm sorry, Mark. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's weird we had to rely on premium cable. Like at least make those shows free for people to watch so everybody right. can see them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I, that's question is like Democrats have to actually try to win because like when the party's defeated, they reevaluate themselves. There was a like big like um, uh, uh, post mortem after Mitt Romney lost, where they the party decided they need to move to the center and be nicer on racial issues, and they completely ignored it and won the presidency. Um, it's not I think they don't need to do that anymore. Maybe they don't. They went the other way. They decided to just become full on authoritarian and just get rid of democracy. Um, so that is a. Uh, yeah, that, that, I don't have an answer to this question. It's like it, it, the answer is Democrats actually 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 try to win. That's that's the solution to the problem. Tana Parsons asked Mark and Trey, why are the Republicans going out of their way to ignore Klan mom MTG? I feel like it's because like what else are they going to do with her? You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna fucking do anything punitive where she's concerned, obviously. So. But she's, she's a, insane. So what else are they supposed to do other than just ignore her? Like, just she's kind of the, she doesn't exist. <laughs> she's the most successful small dollar fundraiser in the history of the party. So she's oh embarrassing God. as shit for them, but they can't stop her. She's her own right. fucking monster. So I mean, it's kind of uh, like Trump when he first started, right? They were all embarrassed by him and didn't want nothing to do with him or whatever. And I hate even like verbalizing that into existence saying she's the, I'm not saying she's the next Trump, but it's a similar dynamic where like, yeah, they are embarrassed by her, I think, but like, what, what are they going to do? They can't deny what she has done. (laughs) Now she has reached people and whatnot. And they just, you know, their hands are tied. I think. Um, She might be able to like, uh, Corey insists that um, our buddy Corey who lives in her district insists that, People around there are embarrassed and disgusted by her, but they're not going to vote for a Democrat. So maybe she could lose in a primary. Like we're, with the, our buddy Marcus, yeah, Tory's buddy Marcus, we had on, is running against her as a Democrat. Yeah, like, why, run, run as a run as a Republican. It, it, like it doesn't matter what you believe. You can you can caucus with the Democrats once you get elected. Nobody's going to stop you. But like, like the, the people who vote Republican, for the most part, couldn't tell you what they what their beliefs are at this point outside of we like guns and we wish things used to work like they were when we were kids. That's basically it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, too, do you see this? So another thing that all, all this topic of splitting the Republicans, like there's somebody, this study of democratic can, uh, congressional campaign ads, and it found that a full 15% of democrat ad spending are on ads saying that they would love to work with Republicans to be bipartisan. Whereas right. like, some, like a hundred percent of Republican ads are about how Democrats are traitors who are trying to kill you. Right. Yeah, now, absolutely. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you do with that? Why are we still doing that shit? You know, like, I just don't. Yeah. Vote for me. Again, I used to feel the same way. I thought that was what had to happen, but I just don't understand. At what point do you realize that that shit ain't it? That's never, that ain't, that ain't going to work. That's not a viable way forward. So just say, fuck it, throw that away and give up on working with these motherfuckers. Mr. Seven Digits says, we're talking about how shameful our past was. He points out rightfully, LOL, we have a shameful present too. And yes, you are correct. As Mark said, hell, literally trying to bring back Jim Crow right now. I mean, yeah. 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 Um, I don't like Biden's understanding of bipartisanship is correct. He's like, he's, he's like, I'm doing stuff that Republican voters like. Like trying to do stuff that Mitch McConnell likes is fucking stupid. I need to, you need to pull the voters away from the Republican Party. So give them give them better money and health give them better pay and health care and they'll reward you for it and we and things will get more sane hopefully <laughs> yeah yeah I used to be an optimist in terms of like uh, yeah the further we progress timeline wise things will get more sane on the from a macro scale you know but it's uh. Harder and harder to believe that <laughs> in recent years in this country. These people to quote, are, they're to quote a future, uh, to, to quote the next governor of Texas, uh, time is a flat circle. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Uh, Whisper Mason says he refers to MTG as Karen Prime. I like it. Um, Marsha Blackburn in Tennessee, she's a challenger to that title. Not, but she's, She's worse, I think, because she's like more mm. evil and also a little more like she doesn't have that sort of like, oh, she's a straight up fucking boogity boogity lunatic thing going on. I mean, she is, but she's like more like 
competently nefarious, in my opinion, than MTG. So that's why I think she's a little underrated yeah. in the lunatic game. She's the fucking worst. She can she can make a plan. Like she can she can decide she can make a plan to accomplish something on Thursday and lead up to it. But she doesn't have the juice. Marge has got the juice, baby. She's got that. Yeah, she, she does that. You're right. She got hate. Got, it's all about you hate, man. You can't like Trump. You can't fake that kind of lunatic charisma. People keep trying to fake right. it. Right. You got you either have it or you don't. <laughs> it, it's funny because we had talked before about being almost like reassured by that. Like you can't you can't create Trump in a lab. Like they're going to try to capture that magic, but you can't do that. That's got to be real. But then you look at somebody like MTG, and you're like, oh, she's got. <laughs> she's it's like she's actually insane as well so you know who's to say she's a woman though mark i think that would hurt her in the long run on uh, on their side uh, of things a girl large brain marge has been making front-facing facebook videos since 2009 marshall blackburn cannot figure out how to do it today and just start doing it like it's 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 a true kind of like the you can't just decide to be an influencer in 2021 and accomplish it it doesn't like unless you're done you got to be like 19 and really good looking on tiktok um that's about it <laughs> yep all right well hey look we made it producer matt will be back next week uh but i mean i think i did pretty good mark come on i did good, yeah. right me i mean i did good. look I got to be honest, there were zero tech snafus. I, I know I, I know it's because of the website, but I'm going to say it's because of your because of your brilliance. So. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all very much for joining us once again, and we will see you next week on Weekly Skews. Say you love you. Bye. Oh, I got to put my hand down and end the stream. I forgot about that. See you all.